0: It's the end of the week, but the start of Luke and Lewis... Check it out, check it out. Let's
1: go. ...on 1019... You ready? ...the Fox. Luke and Lewis on the Fox, welcome to the show, everybody. Quick correction for our intro. Sunday, which is not known by many people, is actually the start of the week, not the end of the week. So, fun little fact to begin our show. How's that, Luke? Right, well, you wrote that intro, so why did you do that? I I forgot (laughs) that I wrote the intro. (laughs) Another little fact. I'm an idiot. (laughs) That little fact. You just corrected yourself. All right. Well, I'll get that amended as soon as possible. We'll we'll keep uh, correcting you.
2: That's pretty controversial. And another thing that is quite controversial. Last week, we had a biscuit controversy about the new Doritos cracker. Yes. Well, I've been contacted during the week by a biscuit disciple, a man, a myth who knows way too much about biscuits, crackers and chips. And we're going to go into it
1: after the break. This is going to be great. Coming up next on Luke and Lewis. Last week, Luke, on our show, we had a massive debate surrounding the definitions of biscuit, cracker, chip, bicky, all that.
2: Well, there was outrage on the show after Doritos released a new product called the Doritos cracker mm. and quite frankly we didn't agree. We thought it was a bicky. It yeah. it reminded us more of an arnott's shape. Yes. Um and we th- and that is listed in Arnott's website as a savory biscuit.
1: Yes, which I do agree with. It's not it's not a cracker. It's I wouldn't call it uh, I wouldn't call it a chip. Because Doritos are chips, yep. so we kind of disagree with the definition, and that brought up a lot well, of people. A cracker to is, our a, show. is a is a sarkatar.
2: Yeah, a cracker you can feel a crack in your mouth. Yeah, exactly. I didn't get that same experience. I felt a light crunch, no. which reminded me of my first ever biscuit, Tim yeah, Tam. Back exactly, in yeah, 97. Tim Tams a biscuit. I was three.
1: A, sc- a scotch finger—that's a biscuit. But yep. it—we it, uh, unknowingly just created this giant debate. Many people have different definitions well, for these biscuits and these crackers. Often
2: we get uh, very worked up about these things, and we don't really realize that there's also the same amount of outrage out there. You yes. know, this was kind of a personal gripe we had with Doritos, but during the week we got flooded with messages of support and hate. People yes. disagreeing with us. I know. And one person who contacted the show, he didn't right. He didn't want to go by his name. Right. He only wants to be known to the show as the biscuit disciple.
1: I like this. And so guys, if you have any thoughts on the definition of bickies, thirty, yeah. ten, sixty, you can call the show at any time. Yes. But what did the biscuit disciple? The have to biscuit say?
2: disciple has given a, def- a clear, three clear definitions of a cracker, a bicky, yeah. and a biscuit. Because well, obviously, we all agree there's a difference. Yeah, there's a difference a between a
1: bicky and a biscuit for sure. But why is he the biscuit disciple? Well,
2: his message just started off with "Your inability to think correctly astonishes me."
1: Wow, that's <laughs> fighting harsh. words. That's very harsh. That I could see that coming from like the leader of a church. For oh, sure. that's like
2: when Mel Gibson runs down the hill in Braveheart, just <laughs> boop, boop, coming in very strong. Yeah, okay. I know, very forward. Um, and he said, "Okay, the definition of a cracker is if it's salted and is designed to be served with dip, so it has to be a salt." Salted mm. thing you know what? cracker
1: I'd never thought of this, but that has absolutely to be served with true, dip
2: for sure i't I wouldn't have put that Dorito's cracker with dip
1: no, no, it would have a little bit of salt with it, but I wouldn't dip it. His definition of bicky mm-hmm. if it's seasoned with something
2: other than salt or pepper, it's a bicky, so for example, like chicken flavoring or something
1: right that's a bicky chocolate. Is that a seasoning? Oh, I wouldn't call. I would call that a coat. You mm. <laughs> <laughs> see, <laughs> see, a coat would better be a biscuit. So, yeah. a bicky is like a savoury thing that's not yeah. salt. So, like a shape or a flavoured sugar And the last biki. one, a
2: biscuit, is yeah. if it's larger than four centimetres in length, or Ooh. if it's made from shortbread, it's a biscuit.
1: You know what? Anything shortbread-like, I 100% agree said, with that. he said, these are
2: the unbreakable laws of reality. And <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I got did a bit of research. I was like, what are your sources? Where do you get your uh, information from? Essentially, he said he's been speaking to the Bicky God, and um, he said, I've spent most of my life living in the mountains, starting a monastery, teaching the ways of our Lord. I do not set these rules. I am Buddy's humble servant. He's a crumb. <laughs> he's, he's a bicky disciple. He's a yeah. humble crumb. He wouldn't. Call and himself when a I actually asked him, I was like, "Hey, man, we'd love to speak to you on the radio show today." And yeah. he says, uh, "This does not interest me. It's a no from me. Sorry." I, wow. He, he just teaches the ways. He
1: doesn't want any recognition. He's kind of like a monk in that sense. It's he's detached so mysterious. Himself from all things, yeah. except for biscuits. <laughs> So thank you very much, Humble Crumb. Do, I look forward to learning more. Do we agree with the Humble Crumb and all his definitions? I do. 100%.
2: I think he's spot on. He's cracked the case. So by definition, getting back to what, the original argument, mm. the Doritos cracker is a bicky. Yeah. Because it's got chicken flavoring on it or whatever. Yep. the fla- It's got cheese flavoring on the cheese supreme one and it's less than four centimeters in length. It's not a biscuit. Absolutely. May I say thank you from the bottom of my heart to and, our Humble Crumb. As we always say, the Humble Crumb has done it again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Luke, I had a very interesting night last night I went to a gig I went to an Aussie rap show uh, By an artist called Cursor He's mm-hmm. a friend of mine um, So I got to go backstage
2: It's a weird name drop You could have just said I went to a show
1: Mate, It's it's. I think the artist is very important mm. You know, shout out Cursor Cool <laughs> Um, So I went to the show and because I know him, so I got backstage and uh, it's a very interesting, every Aussie rap gig is very interesting because I go to them a lot and generally I am backstage and there's, what's interesting about rap shows in particular is there's always way too many people backstage that don't need to be there. That's interesting because really we're comedians. The only people who go backstage are the people who are about to get on stage. But when you go to an Aussie rap show, there's just mates everywhere.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't... Yeah, but Backstage as a comedian's just boring. It's like a couch and I'm just sitting there scrolling on my phone, yeah. waiting to go on stage. And if there's an opening act, I guess they're there. Yeah. There's max three people.
1: But at this place, there was about 12 people backstage. There were lollies, chips, drinks, everything. It was all happening. Uh, it's but very I old think, rap, isn't it? I, yeah, have I, a little chippy before I was you go su- on. <laughs> I was very surprised to find some snakes there. I was like, yeah. oh, I have a snake. <laughs> like, oh, even rappers... Loving Allen's snake. <laughs> cool. Good to know. Yeah. But uh, what was interesting is, so there were a few supporting acts through the night, and then eventually the main act uh, went on stage, which is Cursor. So the main act goes on stage, and uh, I'm content to watch the thing from backstage. But then all of a sudden, everyone who's backstage goes on stage. This is like 10 people. And I'm like, wow, this guy has so many people supporting him on stage they must have dancers.
2: And it was at Max Watts in yeah. Melbourne, wasn't it? So that's not a huge stage. It's, of,
1: it's like a medium-sized stage. So what I'm saying is... Not you enough would, for
2: 12 people. You wouldn't yeah. have like a choir or an ensemble on that stage. No ever. way.
1: So the whole crowd could see every person on stage. And what was interesting was there was the main act, Curse for himself, and then he had two backup vocalists. They, were, they, they can be there? They, they need to be there. There was a DJ. Were
2: there backup dancers?
1: No, no dancers. Mm,
2: just, seems a bit weird that there'd be another... Eight people on this stage.
1: I know. Well, I'm going to (laughs) list them. So there's two backup vocalists, one DJ. They all need to be there. Uh, But then there were the three supporting acts who had already performed. They were done performing. You've had your time. Get off. So they were there. Cursor didn't come out during their sets, did he? No, he did. Back off then. Exactly. They were on stage by themselves. (laughs) Yeah. But they were right at the back. But then there was what? What got a little bit weirder was the tour manager was on stage just watching. It's like you're behind the scenes. You booked the show. You don't get to get on stage.
2: Why would you why would they be on the stage?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Just just watching it. But then the weirdest one was there were just three mates. Not performers, not artists, no profile, nothing. They were just on the stage, watching. Well, Pumping their fists, nodding their heads.
2: Just friends.
1: Yeah, just mates.
2: Would you I'd never invite friends on stage when I do a show.
1: No, I think if you just if you were like, Hey guys, welcome to the show. I've How got some far jokes back? for you. Here's my mates. Uh probably about Five paces back, it's not a very big thing. It stage. would have been
2: hard as a crowd member to actually spot who you were there to see. Yeah,
1: there were well, a lot of people on stage
2: because even when like you go to like a big concert with those backup dancers, like say if you go to a pink concert or something like that, or grind day, there's lots of people on the stage, mm. but at,
1: at every point, you're like, that's the person I'm there to see because everyone's like choreographed to yes. revolve around the main act. Whereas at this show, everyone was just kind of sitting, it just standing looks like a stage. where's
2: Wally map full <laughs> of people on a stage. Yeah, I know it was <laughs> yeah.
1: really strange. I couldn't work out Why all these people Are on the stage And they were there For the whole show Just kind of Contributing nothing They were just there To watch it Was it Was it confusing For you as an audience member
2: What do you mean Was it confusing For you Because like Watching all these people On the stage Oh no Well
1: I was on the stage too How come you got a gig? Well, because it was so weird being backstage. I was by myself. Everyone left. So you're on the stage
2: too. You're contributing to the problem.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, if I'm going to watch a show, I might as well get to see the back of his head.
2: Right. I like, that's a terrible place to view a show from. And what?
1: Oh. it was For some reason, it was more awkward to be backstage than on the stage. Because so, there's
2: no one else backstage.
1: No. I felt rude not doing it. Man. So, well, you know. Gave a couple thumbs up to the people in the crowd. Felt like a superstar and went home. I'm glad you got your little cookie. This is just you trying to get in the limelight. It wasn't even your show. No, nah, I just wanted to feel tough oh, for I a couple enjoy seconds. enjoyed it, man. <laughs> it was great. Thank you. Luke and Lewis on the Fox. And Luke, it's time to get down to business. Specifically, businesses exposed. Ah, you've been a naughty business.
2: It didn't really work, did it? No, it didn't.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> like... Yeah. You just said the business the business of exposing or... Should I try again? Or... No. No. All right. Next we'll week. Just, next week. <laughs> oh, that was a three out of 10 intro, guys. I'll do better next Sunday. Three is generous. Uh... <laughs> I hope the uh,
2: expose is a lot stronger than the throw to the opener.
1: Oh, yeah. This is the banger expose. So if you don't know, guys, Businesses Exposed is a regular segment that uh, I run on our little show where I expose businesses for shady practices or things that... Luke say don't matter, but he's got no perspective on what matters.
2: Ouch! <laughs> no, I think uh, when you say it's a little show, mm. I would say that d- don't talk yourself down. I think it's a little show, yes, but this segment has big, big segment, well, or, and also big ramifications if yes. you're a business. Yes, very true. Although, ha- are you, you've well, I reckon you're up to about maybe your fifteenth business on yeah, the show my that 15th you've exposed. Business. Has it? You've ever, ever been contacted? by a business? Well, no. Anything ever
1: come of it? What happens when I expose them, they well, shut down immediately. They can't afford a receptionist well, to contact me. one
2: time you did Maccas and I got a <laughs> McChicken burger like two weeks ago. So,
1: Well, I imagine they're they're in the process of shutting down. It's a, it's a long process, closing all those Maccas. All right. At least one or two of them is gone.
2: Who's copping it today?
1: <laughs> Moleskin Notebooks. <laughs> you know what? They might actually have to close after this. <laughs> 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 so I went out and I bought myself a nice moleskin notebook because I like to write jokes in it. And I fill them up every now and then. So I thought I'd get another one. And uh, Luke, I bought this moleskin notebook. And uh, I don't like what they've written on the first page. It says, in case of loss, please return to. And then I wrote my name and my phone number. But here's the thing. It, I also wrote, as a reward. And then they put a dollar sign there. I don't have any money for rewards. Oh my God, I'm so exposed. They've backed me into a corner. One, they're forcing me to give a reward to anyone who returns this to me. Two, it has to be a monetary reward because they've put a dollar sign there. They have. I can so see I, the I can't sign. just write as a reward, high five. Because otherwise I'd have to scribble out the dollar sign. And people would know you're cheap. Exactly. Well, I mean, now everyone knows you're cheap. <laughs> well, I am cheap and that's the problem. <laughs> I would have to scribble out as a reward How dollar sign. How expensive
2: was the notepad? It
1: was like 30 bucks.
2: See, that's an expensive notepad. So it's assumed that if you, if you have the money to buy such a premium notepad, you also have the money to offer a monetary reward. And it's also assumed that if you're buying such an expensive notepad, mm. that the things in your notepad... Are so important to you that you're willing to pay for them if someone if you've lost you're willing to pay for the, to get them back.
1: That's some excellent points, Luke. Yep. I've I've spent the reward money on the notebook. Yes,
2: you have. Well, <laughs> true, that's maybe they should offer a discounted notebook, and then they'd be okay to put that on there.
1: That's true. How about I change it? I'm just gonna I'll leave in as a reward. I'll screw out no. a dollar sign. So as a reward, keep the notebook.
2: I've got an even better idea. <laughs> yeah. How about you just don't lose your notepad?
1: Excellent point. And you wouldn't have to worry about it. I'm retracting my expose. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, uh, I've got a crazy story from a university in America, because of course I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a university uh, they're called the University of Utah have brought in something, a room, a temporary room to their library called the Cry Closet, where uh, it's called a safe place for stressed out students, known as the Cry Closet. And uh, it's supposed to provide a safe place in the library. I'm, I'm for looking at a picture.
2: It essentially looks like a glorified prison cell. Mm. Uh, it's just a room. It's it's a cupboard. It's yes. a cupboard that you can walk in and cry in. And on the floor, there's like soft toys. But it's completely pitch black. It doesn't look like there's a light in there. Mm. And it looks like I'd be super happy before walking in. Then I'd walk into the cry closet and not my emotions but just the closet would make me want
1: to cry you just get really claustrophobic yeah have a panic attack in there (laughs) but what's what's funny about this is this is not going to help anybody so yeah
2: a university has installed a cry closet for their students in their library yeah and i the thing that gets me with this is if they were having such a problem with stressed out emotional crying students attack it at the source (laughs) don't introduced a management system yeah. like oh well let's just let's give them a space to cry in yeah. no work out why they're crying yeah okay fix that get rid of bullying or whatever the problem is you know what i mean it's
1: not, they haven't even built like a room to cry in that also has a therapist to talk about your problems it's just oh <laughs> go in the box and yeah. cry it out and come out and get back to your studies mate toughen up yeah, just make your exams easier. I yeah. find out why people are so stressed. And uh, they've got the rules here uh, as well that are printed on the outside. So some of the rules are knock before entering. I have a problem with that because if you can stop crying to knock politely... Your problem's not that bad. Really, I think the only way you should enter is to burst in crying. That should be the only way you're allowed to enter.
2: (laughs) Is if you're already crying and then you have to go finish the cry in the closet.
1: Exactly. Because you can't schedule a cry. That's, That's another rule that they said it's limited to 10 minutes per person. Which means... Don't that,
2: put a time limit on my sadness, okay?
1: <laughs> no, because it means that the person in the box has to be like, oh, I've only got three minutes of crying left. I better finish this up. And then there's someone <laughs> waiting outside going... You're clearly not that okay. sad if I you're like, oh, I've only got two minutes left. Yeah, and then there's someone outside the box going, oh, I've got to wait three minutes before I can begin crying. Like, you're not that upset if you can <laughs> schedule it. <laughs> and then this one's good.
2: Only one person at the time in the closet. Yeah. So you can't cry with a friend. You can literally can like you can't even invite a therapist in with you. <laughs> or a, um, you can't
1: invite anyone. You've just got to be alone with your thoughts yeah. in the cry closet. And I think the worst part about it though is that because it's it's so temporary. There's there's gaps in the walls. Like it's not a soundproof box. Meaning yeah. everyone will see you go into the box and then everyone who's trying to study in the library <laughs> is just going to hear oh, oh, I hate <laughs> And then you're going to walk out yeah. after your 10 minutes like nothing it's happened.
2: It's not a discreet place to cry. No. You so want, when you have a cry, you want to go to a secluded place like make a cry forest or somewhere where people can just go away and, and cry.
1: You in, know in, what? Actually, I've had an idea. Yeah. In here, this studio, yeah. it's soundproof. No yeah. one outside the studio can hear us. Yeah. Why don't we go to a song and have a cry? That'd be great. No one will be able to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Luke and Lewis.
2: RMIT University in Melbourne um, had a situation where they had to <laughs> evacuate over 500 students and teachers. The mm. police ordered an evacuation because there was a mysterious smell right. that was creeping around the uni. Turns out it was... A mouldy, rotten, exotic fruit
1: called a durian. Yeah, uh, that was left there. Have you ever se- have you ever smelled a durian? No. See, they're. Like... I just googled it. It looks a bit like a pineapple. I'd never heard of the fruit. Yeah, they're like a really exotic fruit. Uh, I've smelled a normal one, a fresh one. They smell horrendous. So, a rotting <laughs> durian would be the worst smell on planet Earth. See, I think the reason they evacuated them was the rotting durian would have smelled so bad that they thought it was like a chemical explosion from the university science lab. Well,
2: yeah, they did. They thought it was like potentially dangerous chemicals, but Mm. some student who's into strange fruits just didn't put their put their durian away
1: I know Uh, (laughs) very rude thing to bring a durian that'd be like bringing a can of tuna fruit edition into the library yeah very rude
2: I mean I can't stand a can of tuna our button pusher Radio Mike eats tuna all the time when we're doing the show just cracks open a can rude it smells like
1: the Queen Vic Market in here every (laughs) single day My favourite thing about this, the story though, is uh, it says here the biological hazard will be removed and stored by the Environment <laughs> yeah. Protection Authority. It's not a biological hazard. It's just a piece it's of a fruit. fruit. Put it in the bin. Just some stanky fruit. But <laughs> I, I like
2: to imagine that someone called the cops. Like, how yeah. did the police get? I know no, someone called. Someone smelt it. Yeah, at rotten fruit. and Was like, let's call triple zero.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But what we're thinking, guys, is give us a call on 131060. What's the worst thing you've smelled? Because we want to judge whether or not that smell is worthy of an evacuation. We'll let you know. Yeah, I've got well, a story, Luke, for you. All right,
2: and I'm going to judge if I think you should have evacuated yeah. or if you should have just dealt with it another way.
1: Yep. so here's my worst smell story. I was also in a library. This is in high school. And this is when uh, stretched ears were becoming a trend. You know how people would get stretches in their earlobes? Oh, yeah. Get a hole in their ear, a big hole. Yeah, just, mate, as ba-
2: just about as regrettable as a tattoo.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, ridiculous stuff. But it was really big, especially in my school. And my mate was getting it done. And they were quite small at the time. So he was on beginners because how it works is you work up slowly. Yeah. So you get a bigger thing and a bigger thing in there. And
2: like by the end, I've seen guys walking around with stretched ears so big. You can feel like mini spring rolls through there. You oh, can yeah. My brother's got one. Do whatever my, you want. I put a
1: padlock on it. it. was hilarious. Yeah, you can use it as a basketball <laughs> ring. It's great. Yeah, so my mate was getting his ears stretched. And uh, it was it was a beginner. So his ears were getting How is used this a story about smelling? Just wait for it mate. So what he did was I asked him, (laughs) yes, I asked him, well, what's the worst thing about it? And he goes, the smell. I'm like, what do you mean? And he, he pulled his thing out of his ear, didn't look gross. And he goes, smell this. And have you ever smelled a dead ear? (laughs) Because I have, and I almost vomited in the library. It's the worst thing I've ever smelled to this day. I've never get over that smell. Hmm. Would
2: I evacuate?
1: Now I would evacuate myself, but here's the thing. It wasn't like no one else could smell it. Mm. So it was just for me. It was like a very personal smell.
2: I would evacuate. How big was his ear?
1: Uh, it was a beginner. So it was only maybe like an inch in diameter. Mm.
2: A large stretched ear. I would evacuate. Yeah. Not for the
1: smell, just because of the look.
2: I would not evacuate that ear.
1: Okay. All right. Well, 131060, give us a call. What's the worst Oh, smell? no, sorry.
2: I would evacuate the ear. I would yeah. tell him to leave. Everyone else can stay. <laughs> yeah,
1: i agree with that. So, 131060, give us a call. What's the worst thing you've ever smelled? We'll let you know if it's evacuation worthy. This is Luke and Lewis on the Fox. <laughs> RMIT was recently evacuated because of a mysterious smell a s- that the police determined couldn't figure out what it was, so they evacuated an entire university. 500 people, students
2: yes. and teachers, were evacuated out of the building. Turns out it was just... The stinky fruit, a durian.
1: <laughs> yes. Which is something that's it very smelly when it's fresh. So a rotting durian would be I don't know, I couldn't even Well clearly
2: it. evacuation worthy. Enough for someone to call Triple Zero. <laughs>
1: yeah, so we thought we'd throw it to you guys on thirteen ten sixty. Uh what's the worst thing you'd ever you've ever smelled? And we were gonna judge whether or not that smell was worthy of an evacuation. So Tanya, welcome to the show. What's the worst thing you've ever smelled? Uh,
3: we're on holidays we went through Rotorua in New Zealand mm-hmm. and uh Rotten
1: eggs was vile. Yeah, you know, I've actually been to Rotorua and I've got to agree with you. I don't know what that smell is, but it's, <coughs> as soon as you leave as well, it's gone. That's like when yeah. you go past Werribee. Mm. I'm not even kidding. You, it, it smells.
3: Definitely.
1: What do you think that smell could be, Tanya?
3: The sulphur—it's the sulphur in the ground that just comes through. It just lingers. We—we we got home in our clothes. It just was one of those smells that didn't leave us for a while.
1: But uh, yeah. So the oh. smell—the smell followed you. Uh, so <laughs> do you think that you could be the smell, Tanya? You are the no, source. All right. So Tanya's called up with a bit of a secret. She smells so bad that she blamed <laughs> it on an entire oh, town. Ah. <laughs> so uh Luke, would we evacuate Rotorua if Tanya walked into it? Evacuate!
2: Evacuate!
1: (laughs) I'm sorry, Tanya,
2: but... We had uh, to do it
1: to you. I mean,
2: you came on throwing shade at Rotorua. Someone's going
1: to have their back. (laughs) Uh, Our next uh, caller, Tegan, welcome to the show. What's the worst thing you've ever smelled?
0: Um, My sister's belly button ring.
1: (laughs) Why were you smelling that?
0: She took it out and then she smelt it and she's like, oh my god, smell this. And I smelt it and it was just horrible. And she actually rubbed it like on the bottom of my nose and oh. so the she was like stuck there.
2: Oh, so, so the
1: scent was just like ingrained
2: in your nostrils for a few hours?
0: Yeah, for a
3: good half an hour.
1: That's awful. See, but th- I think that's your error because if anyone, if, if you see someone smell something, go, oh, yeah! And then they say, smell this. The answer is no. Nah, the answer is, ooh, curiosity spikes. And then I would
2: have smelt it too, but yeah. would have regretted it. I'm going to say, I don't know what you're thinking, but I'm thinking, no, evacuate. Mm. just because you could just throw out the belly button piercing or don't smell it or have a shower.
1: No evacuation because it has to to permeate an entire room and that just permeated her nose. Yeah. So I'm going to say no evacuation there. Uh, Jenny, welcome to the show. What's the worst thing you've ever smelled?
0: So we went shopping at the supermarket and um, a couple of weeks later, there was a really terrible smell in the car. It was so bad, we could barely drive in the car. And we cleaned out the boot and we realised that we had some milk that had rolled under something. Oh, no. And it had been sitting in the car for about two
1: weeks. two-week-old milk? Yes. And and did it spill or was it in the carton?
0: It was still in the carton, but it was so disgusting. We could barely drive in the car. We kept looking and we couldn't find what the
2: problem was. (laughs) How long did it take you?
0: Oh, it took us a few days. We, we kept kind of looking and looking, and it kind of got so bad, we were like, we had to air out the car before we could sit in it. It was terrible.
2: That sounds awful. I'm very, I mean, I think this is a no-brainer. Yeah, evacuate. Evacuate. Evacuate! Evacuate! Did you evacuate, Jenny?
0: We finally did evacuate. Yeah, we just had to pull everything out of the car until we worked out what the problem was.
2: And then, what did you do with the milk, other than bin? Because that was it. Just did you drop it we, in like a paddock? Did you drive t- <laughs> ten, twenty kilometres to an abandoned shed?
0: <laughs> no, we just we threw it in the rubbish. But we had to. We did have to take the car to get professionally um, have professional odor control done on it. All
2: right. It oh wow. You have to be, like dry clean. It was disgusting. Wow. Yep, <laughs> good call on the evacuation. Lewis, I've been engaging in some experimental bathing recently.
1: Right. Okay. So, would you would you call yourself a, a bath scientist? or um, A bathing scientist. Two uh, very different sciences.
2: I would call myself uh whipped because it was forced <laughs> upon me by my girlfriend.
1: <laughs> right. I like it. Um it was a
2: situation where, and by the way, uh, you kind of know about this, uh, mm. listeners, Mine, I've often gauged in experimental bathing. I've done mud baths before in Fiji, uh, yeah. natural mud baths. So it's essentially like a picture, Shrek, Swamp, mm. and then that, and then paying 40 bucks <laughs> to go in it. <laughs> Which is more
1: than tickets to Shrek.
2: <laughs> yeah, just watch <laughs> the film. It's a better experience. <laughs> um, and yeah, the most recent one so was... Wh-
1: how, how, how dirty was the, the mud bath?
2: Well, I mean, imagine smothering yourself in mud and then walking into a swamp.
1: See, because when you go into a normal bath, a public bath, I'm always worried about people weeing. Oh, yeah. Because you would have no idea if someone weed in a, in mm. a regular bath. Oh, but I was worried about mud bath, different things. Worried about number twos. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and also, yeah, and like, I wasn't even concerned about Band-Aids because I was just so grossed out by the mud. Yeah. Usually when in public
1: bathing. I'm... Well, mud bath is kind of an oxymoron. A bath is to get clean. Well, mud it's supposed dirt. to be cleansing for the skin. Oh, okay. Again,
2: something I found out. No, something I did wasn't really there for. I was just there. To, oh, this will be fun. All right. Go what other track? What other experiments? Um, have you recently, uh, I went to the Mornington Peninsula Hot Springs uh, mm-hmm. earlier in the week, and I engaged in in some tea bar tea bathing. A tea bath. I bathed in tea. In a now giant we had teapot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just a big mug. No, it was a bath. Well,
1: how many full of tea? How many mugs of tea? Would they have had to make? I
2: know. So many tea bags. No, I don't know how they made it, to be honest. So it was just a... Well, yeah,
1: because they wouldn't... I mean, you have to make tea. Imagine like There's a no hot tub tea.
2: of tea. Yeah. And we had the option of uh, herbal tea, which is what we went with. Right. Or lavender milk or mud. Now, I'd done mud. Yeah. We'd strike that off. Done We've experienced mud. that. Yeah. I, I kind of wanted to do lavender milk. Wait, purely. A
1: flower can't be milk. Huh? Lavender's a flower. You can put lavender in milk. That's true, but why why would you then also get into that?
2: Well, again, why would you hop in tea? It's just it's experimental bathing, mate, and you're clearly foreign to this world.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm so new to experimental bathing that I googled during the song types of baths and it just came up with types of baths like claw baths. Spa baths. Yeah, no. So, I See, don't even know what to Google You're not even,
2: You're not even thinking about liquids. I'm talking about experimental liquids right. in the bath. It's not the bath that's the experimental part. It's what you fill the bath with. Right. right? And tea, I thought it was going to be sticky. Turn, it wasn't.
1: You call yourself a scientist. Yeah. Tea's
2: not sticky. Well, I had to run the experiment for me to find out, oh. and I didn't get sticky. But one thing that did freak me out was um, I did think that... It was weird that they were like, "Oh, and while you're bathing in uh in the tea, you can help yourself to this tea, which is the same tea that you're bathing in." Where well, you I,
1: drink the bath water? No, no, out of like, like there's another
2: mug of actual tea right. that you can drink but out of.
1: How do you know they didn't get it from the previous bath? See, this is what I'm thinking about. You got <laughs> someone else's bath water, which is even worse. Well,
2: that's part of the experience. And <laughs> I paid you forty bucks for. St- and I was, I, I was like, I don't want to drink tea if I'm bathing in tea. I started like complaining to my girlfriend. I was like, this sounds like cannibalistic. I was like, I don't want to be. What do you mean? Well, and then I realized, I was like, this is weird. I don't want to be consuming the thing that I'm bathing in. And then I was like, oh wait, we do that every day with water. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you're, you're a scientist. You didn't realize that we bathe and drink water. Yeah. All right. Well, How's um, that going?
2: well, not well, I haven't got a degree in it yet, but my <laughs> hypothesis was correct. Uh, yeah. in that, yeah, no good. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't do it again. And wish I hadn't have done it, to be honest.
1: Mate, if you had any kind of degree, I'd revoke it. So for this, I'm just going to take away your pen license. (laughs) Not cool. (laughs) (laughs) Luke and Lewis.
2: Lewis, you take too long to eat food. I'm sick of it. Well, yeah. Hurry
1: up. Mate, I'm sick of it too. I'm sick of eating food. I don't like eating food. Well, this is a problem. So whenever we're planning the
2: show or just out and about doing things, uh, we go get food together, and I feel like I spend half my life just waiting around <laughs> for you to finish. It's such a waste of time.
1: Mate, you think that's bad? I'm the one who has to eat it. It takes ages. Well, this, this is what gets me. You don't enjoy eating. No. So See, you enjoy food. Let's not confuse people. You enjoy food. And I don't know why this confuses people, okay? Here's my reasoning. This is why it takes so long to eat. I enjoy food. I like the taste of food. I don't like the process of eating. Having a munch. It takes too long. You don't like I chewing. To, I have to do it. I'm sick of it. I've done it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've done it three times a day. You also hate breathing. For 24 <laughs> years. Breathing's easy. I don't have to sit down to breathe. I don't like, you know, I'll get hungry and I'll be like, oh, you can't I can't eat, eat something. standing up. What's wrong with you? (laughs) No, but I can't be doing stuff. I don't like stopping my day to eat. I just don't like the process of eating. It's boring. You're the first adult I've ever met who doesn't like eating
2: food. The only other people I know who don't enjoy eating and crack the sads if they have to eat food are infants. They're children. (laughs) Yeah. And they have to be force-fed food like, oh, here comes the airplane, and then just to make eating more fun. Is that what you need from me? Do you need me? (laughs) To make eating more fun for you. Is that the problem? I think that is the problem. Because
1: the thing is, I feel like I've done, I've eaten, you know, I've had all of the food that basically I'm going to eat in my life. I pretty much know what all of the staples taste like. Have you ever had caviar? No, but it's not a staple. You can't live off caviar unless you're Bill Gates. All right. And I'm pretty sure he still likes a sandwich every now and then. (laughs) I'm just bored of eating. Caviar sandwich. Well, that doesn't sound very exciting. I'm just saying to me. you haven't had, you haven't
2: tried everything. All right. The problem is you're bored of eating. Yeah. And it's pathetic. It's it shows that you have a low, it's like a really short attention span. Yeah. And just a general low tolerance to every day to day things.
1: Well, often I won't eat until I'm starving, and then I'll eat all half right. the meal and be like, I'm just not hungry enough to continue my day, and I'll do something <laughs> more interesting. Would
2: me? It would. Okay. What about if I put everything in a Happy Meal box for you? Everything. Everything, vegetables, whatever, and then you'd be
1: like, "Oh, a toy!" And that is, pr- that's like pretty good. New but, Avengers toy. Would that make it more interesting? But the Maccas toys, they come out once a week. So really, you're gonna have to get me a new toy every day for mm. it to exc- every meal of every day for it to excite me. <laughs> and they a af- bit
2: unrealistic. I've tried to, like, make eating more fun for you in the past. Sometimes, I'll actually put on, like, a YouTube clip. You know how parents, like, put on Peppa Mm -hmm. Pig for kids to watch, right, when they need to go do something else? Sometimes I'll set you up with a YouTube clip of, like, something else, and then I'll get back... But you've stopped eating and you've just distracted and started watching the YouTube clip. That's and the
1: thing, because that's not the problem. The problem last, is it's not exciting. The YouTube video is more exciting than the what food. What disgusts me is that <laughs> Lewis ends up finishing the food. Last, I was, this
2: was during the week. He yeah. bought a lasagna yeah. and then left it on the desk. He ate half of it, then left the, the second half on the desk for three hours. Yeah. Ate, it, ate it cold three hours later.
1: Yeah, well, because the thing is, I got bored halfway through, I some respect but, the thing, for but I got that <laughs> meal because I was hungry, <laughs> so I got just well, not hungry enough, and then a few hours later, I was like, I should probably finish that.
2: And by the way, guys, if you guys have any tips to, um, you know, for, for Lewis, or to, just to make eating more fun, if any parents are listening, any mums in the car who know how to make eating more fun for their children, <laughs> and, give hey, us
1: a call anytime on 131060. You can't trick me with that airplane noise, all right? I fell for that once, it's not going to work again. I just think you need to, I don't know.
2: Okay, so can we start working on that? Is that the problem? Is it you need more excitement and more engagement when eating? Do you need to be distracted that you're
1: chewing? Well, you know, I think if we can find a way to make eating food more exciting, then yeah, I'm all for it because it gets in the way of my life because do you like I'm getting so bored by food that it takes longer to eat food, okay. which
2: is even more boring. Quick food do you like? Do you like smashing down a lolly because it's quick, easy? That's good. Okay. I like that I like a lolly. Do you like, perhaps, so, so you like dessert?
1: Yeah. But I don't like eating dessert. I like the taste of dessert. Process of it. Boring. Yeah. Next. <laughs> what about some inspirational music? Something that would encourage me to eat food. Like, I don't know, Fruit Salad by The Wiggles. There's fruit Salad. Do you yum, like Fruit yummy. Salad? Yeah, I do. No, you
2: buy Fruit Salad. Boring, boring. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well... Do you have any solutions or should we just work on it throughout the next over the next week?
2: Well, next week I'll come back to you yeah. with a solution. Let's make eating fun for you again, all right? Hi Donald guys. Trump's trying
1: to make America great again. Let's yeah. make eating great
2: again for <laughs> Lewis. Right,
1: you have any suggestions, hit us up on social media. It's Luke Lewis on the Fox. Uh,
2: Lewis, before the break, we were talking about um, your hatred and disdain for eating. Yes. And let's not confuse that with food. You enjoy food. You just don't like chewing and processing it and swallowing it. Yeah, Do you like, like the digestive process? <laughs>
1: look, I'm a bit neutral on that, to be honest. You just don't like actually getting it down your throat. Yeah, I mean, if, if I could just so hook weird. myself up to an IV, I mean, that would speed up my day. Yeah, so you be just want... It. Would you prefer to have all your food just blended into a tube? Wouldn't mind that if it's liquid, I can get it down. Can someone invent that, please? You know, you make it like I don't have time to eat. You're not a busy guy. No, it's not that I'm busy. I just genuinely get bored by the process of eating.
2: Right. Well, Rebecca's actually called the show. Rebecca, I hear. I believe that you also
1: don't like eating.
3: I I I don't know. <laughs> See, hate
1: it's it. an affliction, Rebecca. I think. Look, I'm glad if, that I've got someone. What who don't has you an like issue. about it?
3: Look, oh, I just I don't know. Like it just because like I'm a gamer. So when I play video games,
1: yeah. I, you need, I need my
3: hands. You know what I mean? So am I. Got, yeah, like there's so much I need to do with my hands and I don't want to waste my time picking up a fork.
1: Exactly. Wow. Wasting, wasting valuable hand time. Do you think of all exactly. the things I could be doing? Paper mache, a, video more. games, yeah, Rubik's Cube. Exactly. Wasting yep. on eating. <laughs> you don't do That's any of right. those things. Yep. <laughs> like, because you know, really, I'm
2: too busy eating. Sorry, continue, Rebecca.
3: Yeah. Um, but look, so what I do that distracts me from eating, I watch YouTube videos while I have to eat, like while I'm getting to that point where I feel sick, where I'm like, all right, look, I've got to eat food, I suppose.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) If I must.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I eat, but I'll distract myself in watching videos and I'll just keep cramming it in until I realize that there's no more food on the plate. Like I'll go for another scoop and go, oh crap, like there's nothing left, like. This I did really idea. well. I'm proud.
1: Of, I'm going to give myself a sticker. Like, oh, I need. Sti- <laughs> I like this. So you stickers, need a sticker, Lewis. Distraction stickers. So, Rebecca, what you're saying is I should watch one of Luke's videos while I eat. Do it, like, yeah.
3: man. If it's going to help you cram that things like food down your throat, just do it, man. Yeah, do what you got to
1: do. I'm going to do it. Thank you very much for the for the uh, advice, Rebecca. I'm going to give it a go. Don't need rewards. Yes, I do. Just Rebecca be an adult. mate. Get some stickers, or I'm not eating until next Sunday. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> All right. I'll take it back, because <laughs> I'll probably die. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> Luke and Lewis. Luke and Lewis on the Fox.
2: Lewis, as you can hear by the sound of that music, mm. not all is right and well and good in no. the world of Luke and Lewis. We've been disrespected.
1: And I don't appreciate Jessica Mowboy laughing before we did this segment, because <laughs> this is no laughing matter. We've been disrespected by our own employers yet again. And if Jess, you could, if you could give us a call on 131060 and apologise, <laughs> thank you. That would be great. Put that smile off your face, Move, Jessica Mowmore. Moving on to the issue. <laughs> More importantly, we've been disrespected because we've been doing a show on Sunday nights now. For about for two months. Two months. Mm-hmm. Some people would argue
2: that's still fairly recent, but we like to think that we've cemented ourselves very... Strongly in this Sunday night spot mm-hmm. and we would have thought by this stage the company would have been recognizing it. Yep. But no. No. The company's not. They have made the so
1: the company has these promotional Jeeps. Yep, they're Jeeps. They got Fox branding all over these Jeeps. But and each Jeep, this is where the disrespect comes in, has been given a name of a radio show that is currently on. Hughie and Kate have a jeep. There's Mary the and
2: Tommy. Yep. Have a Jeep. And there's the Fefe Fevon Byron Jeep. And we went down to the car park before just to check. We were so excited. We were like, yep. oh my God, we can't wait to see our
1: Jeep. I thought it was like Oprah. You get a Jeep. Yeah. You get a Jeep. Where's my Jeep? Hey, Lewis, mm? we didn't get a Jeep. We got no Jeep. There was an empty car park space. I know. This is, this is the exact opposite of the Jeep ad. No so... one bought a Jeep. <laughs> and I think it's absolutely disrespectful that we don't get a Luke and Lewis Jeep. Where's our Jeep, Fox? Yeah. Okay. Not Okay. And look, guys, I had a bit of a think about it. I do realize we're only on here Sunday nights. We're only here once a week. But, you know, as yeah. and Kate haven't been here That's that long.
2: Thing. Maybe we should bring our demands lower mm. just with the amount of budget that is given to our show. Yes. Perhaps we are looking for maybe like a, a Luke and Lewis branded toboggan with a dog sled and then the dogs just have Luke and Lewis written on them.
1: <laughs> yeah. We'll take anything. Like we It's won't winter
2: even... themed. I don't think it will hold up in the summer as a good promotional tool because these Jeeps are used to like go around and they give out you know little things like like you might see one at Fed Square and there's people from the company giving out things. It's all just to build the Fox brand. Yeah. So we want to build the Luke and Lewis brand but the company's not providing us with any transportation to do yeah, so. Yeah
1: and we don't expect a Jeep. We understand that you know I mean a Luke and Lewis Tesla would be Despite cool. Despite us just asking for a Jeep less than a minute ago, we do not expect a Jeep. <laughs> no, a Luke and Lewis Tesla would be cool, but we don't expect it. We would like a few yeah. different things. Like We don't mind. I mean, if you guys have a suggestion for what type of branded vehicle we could get, give us a call on 131060. I mean, I, I would accept uh, a Luke and Lewis uh, yeah. pogo stick.
2: Yep, that'd be great. Have a bounce, bounce our way into people's lives as we go and hit the streets. I mean, uh,
1: we bu- would need two, because yeah. I don't know if you can get two people on a pogo That's stick. That's true.
2: And by the way, uh, if you want to check out the uh, Fox branded Jeep, so you not know what we're talking about, head over to the Luke and Lewis Instagram page now. There's a photo of us standing next to the Jeeps, very confused
1: as to where ours is. Um, mm. So go check that out. Um, Leave but,
2: some outrage comments too. Yeah,
1: make sure you... Make sure the station yeah, knows we've been disrespected. Yes.
2: So pretty much, we just want to ask you guys, what do you... Obviously, there's probably people out there raging for us. They're probably like, hey... We like this show. They've been disrespected. Mm. What do you think, what vehicle does our show need?
1: Yeah. What mode of transport would you give us? I think look at Lewis Pogo Stick, Luke and Lewis Shopping Trolley, I'll even take. So give us a call on 131060. Yeah. What mode of transport, even if it's cheap, should we get?
2: Oh, it has to be cheap. If you call up and say... Like, oh, you guys should get a Lamborghini out of the question. It not will be met with a fierce no by the a company. Hot Wheels Lamborghini, maybe. I mean, not even Husey and Kate get a Lamborghini. No, they get a Jeep. <laughs> so I think we need to start scaling it back. We think, look, rollerblades is probably where we're looking at at the moment. <laughs> one one blade each. But anyway, thirteen ten sixty. What? Vehicle should our show have. All right. We need to get our show
1: out there and perhaps we'll get it made. Send us your cheap suggestions. It's Luke and Lewis on the Fox. Luke and Lewis on the Fox. Uh, we've been disrespected by our own company, Luke. The uh, company here on Fox has a branded Fox Jeep for every single radio show except for ours. There's a
2: Hughie and Kate Jeep that mm-hmm. you might see driving around. There's a and Tommy Jeep. There's a Fifi, Fee Byron Jeep. Great. Well done to
1: those shows. Well deserved. Yep. Where's our mode of transport? Yeah. See, initially we started off demanding a jeep. Then we realised <laughs> probably don't deserve a jeep, but yes. we do need some official mode of transport. So we thought we would throw it to you guys on thirteen ten sixty to let us know what cheap mode of transport could we get the the station to buy and brand as our official transport. Uh, we got our first uh, caller. Will, welcome to the show. What type of transport does our show deserve?
3: I, can raise a and Lewis razor
0: though.
1: Oh, a Razor Scooter. I do like this. Mm, I don't like it when
2: they hit, whip my ankles, though. That's true. It's the worst feeling in the world. I mean,
0: you gotta have to. You gotta be able to pull off the stunt rides. If that, you can't pull it off, then you don't
2: deserve the Razor Scooter. Yeah, that's true. Do you have to know any tricks though? I don't like. I can't do any tricks
1: on a scooter. Yeah, that's what um, we'll should Not have a childhood.
2: Yeah. Ouch. Okay. That Jeez. was the one way to find out.
1: <laughs> Will, Will's coming here. He's a real cool guy. He rode yeah. a Razor scooter when he was 12. I'm not yeah. sure if that's something to brag about, I wouldn't Will. come on the radio and start just like throwing that out there. <laughs> Guys, don't mean to brag, but I can do Razor scooter like, oh, don't worry, Will, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our next caller, Reese. welcome to the show. What mode of transport should we use? Golf cart, mate. That's what you need. (laughs) Ah, I like this. I
2: do play golf occasionally. Lewis doesn't. Mm. Um, I don't think that's a requirement because golf carts are used for everything these days, aren't they, Reese?
1: You can use a golf cart. Like, uh, yeah, like you said, there's anything. I like, mean, you could go full Destruction Derby on that if you like. Uh-huh. Well, we were just more
2: going to use that to hand out ice creams at Federation Square. But yeah, it's yeah. Destruction Derby. I mean, I'm
1: mean, i I'm not sure if the Husie and Kate Jeep is going, are going on missions just plowing into buildings and things. But, you know, we could do well, that. You <laughs> <Wouldn't> <laughs> well, you can certainly try. Wouldn't be very effective. We'll, we'll put that in the maybe pile. <laughs> golf car. I yeah. quite like
2: that, actually. I do like that we could both sit in it. I think something that we... Both sit in, so it can't be rollerblades or anything because we'd have to get two pairs and station can't afford that on Sunday night. Yeah,
1: we only get one thing. Uh, Aaron, welcome to the show. What mode of transport should we use? Well, mate, you know, it's, it's Melbourne. You need, to, you need a carriage horse. <laughs> That's not cheap. Like,
2: I do. I Cinderella, like, has one of those. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. expensive. Uh, it's expensive, but a, a,
3: look, how majestic would it be, you know? Oh. Uh,
2: very, so, mi- I would Aaron, say almost you're preaching the too choir.
1: majestic for our show. I was
2: going to say, like, have you listened to the show? I don't think we deserve a, a horse-drawn carriage. I mean, that well, would be great. That's better than a Jeep. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah, and, and, and it, it's it just it's so Melbourne. Well,
2: like It, it is, is very Melbourne, Melbourne but what do you reckon the retail price on that horse and carriage would be?
0: Oh, uh, well, you know, you could probably pick one up pretty cheap. You've uh, just <laughs> got to know the right people.
2: Who <laughs> do you know? <laughs> do you have a horse and carriage guy? Uh I do. I do. Well, ah. you know what? Talk to our producers. We want his number. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that'd be great. All right. The last person, um, Ruby, what should our yeah. vehicle be? A
0: tandem bicycle.
1: Oh, that'd Ooh. be great. We could both ride on it together. Yeah. It's it, definitely in our budget. Any particular reason why, Ruby?
0: Because you can go out and build your own brand. You don't need a Jeep just like everybody else.
1: Yeah. That's true. I do think a uh, tandem bike is definitely personality. I mean, it, it is a bit romantic that's though. That's very Melbourne too. Yeah. <laughs> it's very it Melbourne is. to just ride around on a on a bike that you yeah. you know. Do you think that's a bit too romantic for our show, Ruby?
0: No. It's not romantic.
1: So so what you're saying, Ruby, is you've been listening to us and being like, oh, how romantic are these guys together?
2: <laughs> oh, we appreciate that, Ruby.
3: <laughs> I think it's the way to go.
1: Yeah,
2: tandem bike. Well, you know what? I think Ruby's on the money. It's yeah. in our budget. We can both uh, ride a
1: tandem bike at the same time. Can we? I feel like that's a lot harder than you think. Can you ride a bike? I can ride a bike. But I just can't
2: I've... picture you riding a bike. You're too tall for a bike.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. We're going to have to get a big tandem bike. So how about how about next week we'll talk about how are we going to brand the bike? Where are we going to get it from? Well, first
2: of all, we need to get the company to buy us a tandem bike. Yeah. This may take more than a week. <laughs> yeah, because we're
1: not renting it, okay? We know we own those Jeeps, so
2: we yeah. want to buy this And also, bike. I want a car park space next to the Husey and Kate Jeep. Just uh, <laughs> we're just getting thumbs down from our producers here. All right, well. We'll put in the negotiations,
1: all right? He's giving us lots of thumbs down. We at least want a space in the bike locker. At least give us a bike lock so we can at least lock up our tandem bike. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. We don't want it to get stolen by two thieves. (laughs) Or Husey or Kate. (laughs) (laughs) That brings us to the end of the show, guys. Thank you very much for listening. We're going to be back next Sunday, though. And uh, the main thing that we've decided to sort out is we're going to organize a tandem bike an official Luke and Lewis tandem bike for the show.
2: Just so we fit in with the rest of, because the company is just uh, organized Hughie and Kate Jeeps, Carrie and Tommy Jeeps, Fee Fee Byron Jeeps. That's great, but where's ours? So yeah. we can't afford that. We're going to try and get a Luke and Lewis tandem bike sorted. Yeah. So we can, I mean, I feel like, <laughs> I was about to say so we can be a part of that crew. I don't think they'll
1: let us in. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think if they rock up with three Jeeps and then two idiots start following on a tenth. Hey guys, you wanna ride
2: with us? Can you go at a walking pace? That'd be great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to stay updated with our progress, follow us on Instagram, Slug and Lewis. By the way, just for those
2: playing along at home who've been listening to the show, Lewis bought a meal before the show, still
1: hasn't finished it. Yeah, guys. The food's great. What is but it? I'm just bored of eating. What is it? Chocolate Danish. Can't be bothered just eating it, mate. Just finish it. <laughs> All right. See you later. It is Luga Lewis on the Fox. Talk to you next Sunday.